0: our second south african doing great things south african olympic silver medal winner lawrence Britton,
1: and he joins us of course on the line this evening good evening lawrence good uh, welcome to the show
0: hello how are you guys doing
1: well very well thank you and how are you
2: oh i know tops yeah no, very good
1: so when you win an olympic medal do you wear it everywhere? Cuz that's what I would do. <laughs> I'd take it I'd shower with I'd it. Shower with take it. it to the shopping mall, <laughs> take it running. Do you take it everywhere? Have you or do you kind of keep it on you and look at it periodically <laughs> just to see if it's still there and it's still yeah. real?
2: I oh, yeah, I have actually been taking it around most most places with me. I think it uh it's actually quite amazing like when when people see the metal how much like all they have for it, and how yeah. like I don't know, it's, it's, it's very cool, and I think it's, it's it's quite a cool thing to be able to show someone. So I've ha- tried not to to leave it at home and and try to try to let, <laughs> let everyone that wants to see it, see it. Yeah. it
0: it's it's almost like a, a battling between putting it in the safe, making sure it's safe, uh, it's safe and uh, bringing it out to the party and jaws and everyone actually seeing it.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. So, so yeah, one hand I want to keep it precious and mm. and safe, but then on the other hand I'm like, well. This thing is is part of South Africa, so I must let everyone see it.
0: So you and your partner Sean Keeling really dug deep from a dark corner and rode through the field with a powerful finish. can you explain? i can't imagine can you explain the feeling when you crossed that line and you saw that you guys had won the silver medal medal? Can you just try and explain how it felt and what went through your mind
2: oh i think it's 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 a really hard feeling to describe in words i think it's it's something you've dreamt about for. For so so long and then to, to actually have it come come real is, is amazing. So yeah, but I mean already about hundred meters before the line I was already shouting still in the come on, we yeah. can get this like uh and then crossing the line, was just like, yeah, I could have just hitting short on the back and just, yeah, don't we did it.
1: You come from a family of athletes, a very sporty family. So is it because of that that you chose sport, specifically rowing, or did it happen, you know, you, you looked at other things and thought, no, 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 actually, this is the thing I want. Um, so how did you decide to get into sport? Was it because of the rest of your family or, you know, you kind of found it? Uh, by accident, almost.
2: Uh it definitely wasn't by accident. I think uh, my dad had rowed when he was younger, and then uh, my brother had started rowing at high school. So when I chose a high school, I chose one that could row, and then gave it a go. And I, mean, I did the other sports. I did uh, athletics and uh, and rugby and, and and swimming and stuff and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, I just seemed to enjoy rowing a bit more. So I don't think there was a pressure to row, but there was. I just enjoyed it a lot, and then. Found I was fairly good at it from from the beginning. So mm. yeah,
1: and and I think rowing. I know for when I was younger, I didn't realize how much uh, work rowing was, how hard mm. it was. Like, I think for yeah. a lot of people, they think, well, you're you're rowing, how hard could it be? But it's really <laughs> grueling. Yeah,
2: because yeah, I think uh, when, when you're rowing really well, it always looks quite easy, mm. but it is actually it is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, the the amount of pain that that race that race gives you is is quite phenomenal and and you have to actually really prepare your mind for for the the pain that's coming so when you're sitting on that start line you you're really nervous about what you're about to do to yourself
1: mm.
2: more than anything else really
1: and how many hours a week are you putting in in terms of training time
2: oh it's a, it's a lot of hours i think the training is is really big because we so we do about 25 i think hours a week we usually we just count in kilometers so we usually up to 240 k's a week of rowing, which is like two, three sessions a day on the um, water on the Uber.
0: And what kind of sacrifices have you made to get where you are? Obviously, there's some things that you have to be in a, in a in a in a in a bodily state that is conducive towards the kind of trajectory that you set for yourself. What sacrifices have you made? And can someone in the rowing fraternity expect in that to achieve the, the excellence that you guys have?
2: Yeah, the sacri- I don't really see it as a, as a, so much as a sacrifice because it's something I really love to do and I'm like happy to get up in the morning and do it. So it's sort of like a job, and I love my job. Sort of that's the way I see it. But I mean, there are it's a lot of time away from home as we go on camps and stuff a lot and, and a lot of tours. So. I think from that side, is, is missing the, the, the family, missing all, all the stuff that's going on at home, really.
1: Mm. And in addition to that, um, you know, in addition to preparing for the Olympics in 2014, you were then diagnosed with cancer, uh, which you then had to, you know, get treatment for while also trying to prepare for the Olympics. And at the time, did you think, you know, Rio 2016 would happen for you while you were focusing on, on getting better?
2: No, I mean when I when I was diagnosed, I, I really put the rowing almost yeah right out of my mind. On the back seat, worried really about getting better because I didn't I didn't know if I was going to be able. There was there was a lot of questions about my health and about if I could if I would be able to row afterwards because I mean not only the health but also the chemo is really bad for your, for your body. So mm-hmm. to be able to. So I just put it out of my mind, and then, and then only later when I started responding well to the meds and and the doctors were happy, then I could start to think about about rowing again. And even then, I still was not really. I mean, Rio was always the goal, and the Olympics was always the goal, but more just to get back and and to see to see what I could do. So only really by World Champs last year was I ready to 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 have a good shot at the Olympics. Then I knew if I could make it to World Champs, I could make it to the games.
0: Your sibling rivalry with between uh, Lawrence and Matthews, and it's 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 quite uh, detailed and important. How 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 significant is your is a support structure in, in the kind of uh, in the kind of industry that you're in? Because it t- does take a lot of hours. People need to understand you're not going to be around them. And how how integral is your support structure in terms of getting oh, first of all uh, recovering from uh, cancer and then uh, eventually in winning the silver medal?
2: No, the people around you, I think the people that you have around you are, are the ones that can, that make you sort of who you are. So the the people that were around, all my friends and my family, whilst I was getting treatment were massive. I mean, they, they really kept the positive energy up when, when I was a bit down
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then yeah. And even through the training, it's, you need to have the right people around you to be able to, to believe that you're doing the right training and, and the right stuff to, to go and, and perform at the Olympics. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of, a lot of talking to my brother, a lot of help from the family, from uh, my mom is a doctor, so she obviously looks after us really well. And, yeah, I mean, just constant, constant, uh, input from everyone to, to make sure we're on the right track.
1: So what happens now? Uh, Olympics are done. You have a gorgeous silver medal, which I hope you're taking everywhere. Um, and, and, and so what happens now, there's obviously the next Olympics and, 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 but those are a couple of years away and they you know, athletes have other competitions between the big ones, the big international ones. So are you competing in other international competitions? Is it now a rest period for you? What
2: happens now? Yeah, well, so I've got a. There's some university racing coming up next weekend, and I'll go down uh, sort of like our South African version of the Oxford-Cambridge boat race. So mm-hmm. I'm quite looking forward to that. But then that's sort of the end of our season for for this year. So then uh, things will wind down a bit, and we'll be able to take a take a bit of a break. And then yeah, and then there's there's lots coming up. The, the Olympics is four years away, and we've mm-hmm. got lots of competition between then and. Now. So yeah, we got, um, we got to, to go and do the work again and I think just the silver shows that we, we have speed and the program is working and let's go and, and get the gold. I mean, that's the, that is the, the, the ultimate goal. So yeah, I think we've we got to go and get up there and, and train that a little bit harder to, to get the top seat.
0: Is the rowing fraternity in South Africa in a good place? What more could be done to improve it? What, what could be done to improve the structures or maybe encourage more youngsters to be involved?
2: Yeah, I think that the the the, the school system is, is getting stronger, but I mean we still we still it's quite an expensive sport, so a lot of private schools are are involved with the rowing, and I think maybe going into those grassroots and, and expanding the the catchment zone for for all the schools and and getting reaching more South Africa, I think will be will always help us out. So I mm. think that is a big a big goal for the next few years. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then and then but it is growing. I mean, there's definitely bigger interest in rowing than than. I would say eight years ago, there was not much. And, yeah, I mean, the under-23s are doing quite well overseas now. And, yeah, I think it's growing all the time. So we're definitely on the right track. But obviously, there's always more that can be done.